Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Oh, last week we started off taking the Monday morning bleep with the Duke Time Cook. And we talked about things your husband wishes you would do more of, more often. Well, uh, let's see. Well, they started off with, they just wish you would just throw in a load of laundry. And I'm still, this is like the third time I'm doing it, well, second time. But the third time I'm discussing this, the second time I'm going to recap, and I'm like, what is going on? What's the big deal with laundry? Your husband wish you would do laundry more? Because it doesn't seem as though he wishes you would just do laundry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't throw the laundry in there yourself. What's the big deal? Don't your clothes need to be clean? I don't understand. I don't understand. But we won't stay there. He says he wants you and he wishes you would let him get a little bonus. Now, that will make a whole lot of sense to me because, again, you know, men have been pressed and pushed to be more macho and, you know, they're not allowed to be sensitive. Men need to cry as well. Now, we don't want no crybaby. But listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't want no crybaby woman either. So, you know, but we're not forced to be hard like that, you know, and, and from little, you know, they're forced to, you know, be a man, be a man, and they're not men at six. They're not the man of the house at 11. So, you know, you think if you think about it, from years ago, they've been forced to kind of dig into a harder composure, and they have probably haven't thought that they was about. Eleven. So do you want a man like that on your hands? So I advise you to let him get a little more vulnerable. Well, he also wants to be complimented on how well he's balancing everything, and I don't know about that one. 
I don't know about that one. I, I don't know about that one. Do you or should you compliment your husband in general? Absolutely. Everybody needs some encouragement. Everyone needs support because in all honesty, we don't know the difficulty that lies on the inside. So we do want to, you know, encourage them to continue to push forward. We do want to have that ear to lend, you know, so we don't seem insensitive or just feel like, well, that's what he's supposed to do. So, no, you know, there's, there is a balance, and we want to make sure that we're, you know, helping him as well as supporting him as well as encouraging him as well as understanding him. So those are just some of the things that men listed, you know, that they would like us to Alrighty. Well, if uh, we ended our Monday without our switch tip, I don't know if we'd have a good week. So, last week's switch tip with Shanti was stop making yourself handicapped. And as always, I like to use, you know, that particular morning's conversation to kind of lean on and you know, if you don't throw in that load of laundry or if you need to be complimented on every little thing you do or, you know, listen, you know, are you handicapping yourself? Because, you know, some of the things that we go through in life, we just have to push through. Some things, you know, we do need to take a pause and you know, deal with our emotions and work out those feelings. You know, we don't want to be robotic. God didn't create robots. However, if we do not push forward at times in our life, we will, we will, we will, we will become handicapped. And we couldn't really blame anyone else. We would have to blame ourselves. So, you know, I, I want you to think about this thing as you go through life. You know, as you're trying to act all big and bad, are you handicapping yourself? If you're leaning on people, you know, for too much, are you handicapping yourself? Are you insensitive to others? Are you handicapping yourself? Why? Because you reap what you sow. So is that going to be the reverb that goes on in your life? So. You know, then I think she's up to like a hundred and I can't. I, she'll tell you today when she gives me switch tips. But having over one hundred switch tips, you know, this, this these are blessings because you can go back to them. And this is one of my favorites. And I'm not, I'm not but this is this is really one of my favorite ones because it was just out there. It was out there, and there has so many legs, wings, and tentacles to this thing. So, come on, let's get this together, okay? All right. Well, well, well. Let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and we entered into the world of My Two Cents, where we are reviewing the HBO miniseries, Love and Death. We were up to episode five, The Arrest where Candy Montgomery is being exposed for the murderer she is. Yes, up to this point, you know, uh, Mrs. Gore, Mrs. Debbie Gore, had been off. And not, you know, 
chopped into pieces, but you get my point if you watch the HBO miniseries. But, you know, she's been chopped and murdered, um, you know, with an ass by our girl Candy. And up until now, no one's known that she did it. And now, and now they've decided to arrest her. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, you know, you would think that the story would kind of take a dip because now the quote-unquote juicy part is going by. But no, the arrest episode was really, really good. I mean, this story has not taken a loser since it got started. And I think I'm like more and more intrigued with the fact that it is uh, a true story. Yes. So you might want to go back and look at it so you can join us for the discussion of episode six tomorrow by six and uh, see where this thing is going because it's only got seven episodes in total. So, hey, let's get ourselves together. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around and the ladies were on board, and as always, we have our girl Vivian open us up with the socially conscious segment, and Vivian gave us a story about the Biden administration trying to uh, work this unaffordable child care that we're dealing with. We're workers, like a twofold, because workers are quitting because they're not getting paid on time. And uh, you got the flip side where the parents have to pull their children out because they can't afford child care. Well, the Biden administration is really trying to work this thing, and they do have a pretty good plan that they're trying to, you know, put into place where the agencies, the daycare centers, will be paid at the beginning of the month so that they can not only pay their bills, but they can pay their workers on time. Also, they are now, you know, kind of increasing the support for the parents. That supplement part that the parents don't have to, um, well, they pay, the parents pay. They're trying to, you know, increase the federal government's um, amount that they're paying so that the parents' amount can decrease. So, you know, many of us who have had to raise our children you know, and go through this daycare process, you know, we've struggled. And, you know, so we're going to pray that these parents and these workers get the assistance that they need. Okay? Wow. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday was stress talk with our sister friend, Minister Gertie Gordon. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, we had some fun as we talked about some of the do's and don'ts of going to the hair salon. Yes, there are rules everywhere. So, you know, just kind of get yourself together. Well, they they don't want you to actually stay silent when you're unhappy. No, when you don't like something, say something. Say something. Okay, you know, don't walk out the store or the salon and you're unhappy, and now you're kind of blacklisting, you know, the, the hair 
stylist. You don't want to do that. Just speak up. Speak up. You don't know what it will take to kind of get things done and so that you can dialogue about it. And I think I'm going to leave it there. You go back and listen to Thursday episode and, and hear all the other do's and don'ts that we talked about. But I want to stick a pen right there because a lot of times we don't dialogue. It's something about this text messaging and being silent that people of God think is correct and it's not. You cannot please God like that. Open up your mouth and stop being a chicken. Stop. Cut it out. The worst case scenario is you run into some resistance. But if you pray about it before you say anything, Ask God to kind of guide your words so you don't speak out of turn. Ask God to give you the courage to say something because we are leaving a lot of messes in the wake of our silence and disregard for the respect level that other people need in order to resolve things. So you walk out of the, the salon, your hair is not the way you want it to be. You know, listen, miscommunication. It, this, this is just so typical these days. There are just things that just are simply a miscommunication. And you go out and you blast your hairstylist, and now you make her look bad or him. And, uh, you know, what are you doing? Are you pleasing God? No. Even something as simple as that. Something as simple as that. Don't handicap yourself, okay? All right, and then all right. Well, Freestyle Friday was in act, and on board on Friday, it had been activated, and friends, friends, was the topic of conversation. And I have to tell you, having that conversation with the men was really, really, really interesting and enlightening because you know girls chatter you know we women we chat about friends and stuff like that but you know you don't know what men think of this thing called friendship and that was a nice conversation nice snapshot as to you know what they think how they feel you know how they've been affected by things that have happened in the world of friendship so go ahead i'm gonna send you back again to go and listen to friday's episode you will not be disappointed. Well, Sunday, last night, the Word Prayer Project was in effect, and we talked about being reliable. Wow. Man, if you've got a problem with letting your yays be yays and your names be names, you need to go before the Lord. And again, you need to stay before the Lord that, you know, things are not misunderstood, that you are being clear. And sometimes no matter how clear you are, no matter, you know, if you do make a commitment, sometimes things happen. Open up your mouth and say something. Apologize. I can't do it. I know I said I was going to do it, but things just didn't work out that way, you know. Open up your mouth and say something. Again, I just got finished talking about that. Just say something. If you say something, you then give a person or give a person a chance, let's put it like that, 
to clarify things and clear things up. And that's also a part of being reliable. We are responsible for one another's lives. And opposed to going on the attack, you know, the Bible tells us to examine the facts. And I don't think we do that enough either. So, you know, let's 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 become more reliable on both sides of the spectrum, you know, as far as making sure we do the things that we say we're gonna do and then be reliable and make sure we give our brothers and sisters in Christ an opportunity to express and explain things and to put things in right order. That's where we need to be reliable because we make that commitment to God. We ask God to help us. So now it's our responsibility to help one another, okay? Do unto others as we would have them to do to us, okay? We want people to treat us a certain way. Make sure we reach out and we treat people the same way, okay? Okay, okay. Well, today we have worked our way. God has spared our life to see another shaking the Monday morning blues day. Yes, today is Monday, July 17, 2023, and we are on the other side of the year. We're in the second half of the year, and boy, God has really been a wonderful God, hasn't he? Amen. Well, we're about to get this morning started. We got some interesting things we want to talk about, so we go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's easy. Time with Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, don't go into where, because he will be right back. Making the most of sunny days doesn't mean putting your health at risk. In the Las Vegas heat, your body needs more than the daily recommendation of water. If that seems hard, you can try to improve the taste by adding fresh fruit slices. Plus, don't forget to protect your skin. Reapply sunscreen every two hours and after swimming. Also, check the expiration date. Sunscreen three years and older is no good. Take five and care for your health this summer. This Take Five to Care message is brought to you by Henderson Hospital. Monday morning blues. Yes, we are. We're going to get our little health tip uh, up and running. And uh, thank you for joining me this morning. I don't want to not say that. I want you to know how much I appreciate you. Oh, get that pen and paper out. As we talk about the foods that doctors say we need to cut from our diet, okay? Now, I have not looked at any, any, any 
of these things. You know, sometimes I always look at the first couple of things, but I didn't get a chance to. So I don't know what's on this list. But I've opened it up, and the first thing is soda. We ain't got to question that one, right? All right. They say it might quench your thirst, but it's one of the worst drinks for your overall health. I don't think we even think about the amount of sugar in soda. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's one. Raw or undercooked meat. Well, you know, they, they have told us for over a decade that that is not healthy. They say for those with cancer or who are immunocompromised, that means that you have, you know, a low immunity. Okay. Low immunity, in other words, or something's wrong with your body that, you know, it is adjusting your immune system. They say indulging in raw or undercooked meat can be extremely dangerous for you, okay? And like I said, they've been warning us for a long time, you know, do not eat undercooked meat. You know, it can be ridden with E. coli or salmonella, and you don't want to get a hold of that because that has been very fatal, caused fatal results to some individuals, okay? All right. Woo, are y'all ready for this one? Get rid of the breakfast cereals, they say. They say if you're concerned about your metabolic health, get rid of the breakfast cereals. But again, we're talking about, you know, in addition to your metabolic health, cereal is ridden with sugar. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's one that I'm not going to be too happy about, and I've heard it. We've talked about it before. Processed meat. Now, that includes our bacon, turkey bacon. That includes our bacon. That includes our hot dogs. That includes our sausages. That includes, you know, food like that. You know, they say get rid of the processed meats and uh, sandwich meat. You know, those things are like, Great go-to, I, I got to tell you. Um, but they say that, you know, it, it harms our heart health. Yeah, so, you know, they're saying get rid of it, and I know, you know, hey, it's hard. But, I mean, just maybe once a month or something like that. <laughs> All right, but that's what they say. That's on this list. All right, alcohol. Well, I hope if I'm talking to God's people, this is not even a conversation that we need to have. So just in case there are some non-believers or people who are struggling with the alcohol thing, you know, they're saying, especially for cancer patients, you know, do not drink as it's a crucial, detri- I mean, it is crucial, crucially detrimental. Let me put it like that. Come on, make sense of that one. Make sense of that one. To even drink alcohol um, just really not put no toxins in your body or intoxicants, period, okay? You know, if you go back to another episode, we, you know, we had, we talked about like 80, 90-something health uh, diseases that alcohol 
triggers. Yeah. So whether you're a believer or a non-believer, get rid of that alcohol because that is actually feeding uh, the downhill aspect of our health. Get rid of the trans fats. Okay. And they say liquid vegetable oils, you know, they say, okay, let me let me just read it. Let me just try to approach this thing. They say, according to the American Heart Association, artificial trans fats are created when hydrogen is added to liquid vegetable oils to make them more solid. So, in other words, donuts and all kinds of things like that, you know, is riddled with trans fats and it is not good for your body. Ooh, who are the Gatorade drinkers? Sports drinks. On this list, they say that while you're sipping on your sports drink to replenish your electrolytes, it's also loaded with sugar. And I do know, you know, that they do encourage you to drink, you know, the Gatorades and things like that because it's, it's really good for your electrolytes. But it's loaded with sugar, so it's kind of like a Cat 22 situation. What else is on this list? Artificial sweeteners. Mm, now, we've heard this all before. They're talking about the aspartame and the splendor. They say that can actually mess with your hormones. And we got finished talking to Dr. Gordon a few weeks ago about the hormonal imbalance. So, boy, juice. On this list, they say you may think that 100% fruit juice is healthy. They say, but it can spike your blood sugar, and it removes one of fruit's greatest benefits, fiber. You know how we always talk about how crucial fiber is to our diet. So you don't want to, you know, kill the good stuff that you might be eating. So eat the regular fruit. Call it a day drink the water. High fructose corn syrup. They are reminding us that high fructose corn syrup is a sweetener made from cornstarch that is used in tons of processed foods. If you look on the box or label of some things that we're eating, that high fructose corn syrup oh, is, is really, um, really comes up in our on that list quite often, all right? Refined vegetable oils. Now, they're saying that refined vegetable oils are used for repeated frying and are often used in restaurants, all right? So, olive oil, grapeseed oil, uh, avocado oil, sunflower, you know, that's, those are those oils that they're encouraging us to use and, of course, we can't, you know, deep fry in those things. So it tends to be a lot more healthy. All righty. They say get rid of takeout. Uh, or this for our favorite restaurant might be convenient. But they have terrible consequences for your health. We've spoken about that here on this due time because we don't know what they're putting in that food. We don't know what they're putting in the food that they are, you know, making. Okay, processed white bread. I can't tell you the last time I've eaten a slice of white bread. 
Get the loaf of pre-sliced white bread during your next grocery trip. <laughs> get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. Sugar! Now, I have watched people make a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And I'm trying to figure out, is there coffee in your sugar or sugar in your coffee? Because when I look at the amount of sugar that people put, man, you know, we always talk about diabetes here on it's due time and, you know, things, remember, everything breaks down into sugar pretty much. All your carbs break down into sugar. So even if you're not eating straight sugar, think about all of the things that you're eating that contain sugar or break down into sugar, okay? Frozen sweet drinks. Ah, yes, 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 yes. They say that those slushies, they say they are loaded with sugar. And they're saying even your frozen coffee drink can have up to 80 grams of sugar or more. Ooh, baby, 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 baby. Oh, my goodness. Let's see what else we're talking about here. Wait a minute. What happened to my little list? Is it finished? Oh. It's finished, people. Those are the things they're telling us make sure that we stay away from. Get rid of it out your diet. And though that list, although it was that short, it was pretty broad. All right? So let's make sure we're taking care of our body. Okay? What are we talking about this AM? Well, this is kind of like a new story, but an old story, because we have heard, you know, we cover as much news on, as we do over here, one due time. Excuse me, some of the stuff that they're coming up with is not so new to us. Well, there is a dentist. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, these people are just trifling. So, (laughs) he is being accused of murdering his wife by giving her cyanide and that tetrahydrozoline that's found in the Visine. Remember we talked about the Visine killers? Yeah, I'm calling them that, the Visine killers, because there was that older lady that her, um, what do you call it, health care. The caretaker had given her to kill her. Well, this was the same thing with this dentist. They say that, you know, over uh, a course of nine days back in March, I'm trying to see if this is March of 2023 or March of 22, but they say in the month of March, over nine days, he fed her this toxic combination. And the bad part about it is either one used independently can render fatal results. And they said as they were sitting in court, as he was sitting in court, he and the wife had six adult kids. 
and some of them actually were in court and having to listen to how the father murdered the mother, including information about his infidelity. And they said while the mother was dying in the hospital, he was in a hotel with another woman. And as they had multiple testimonies, they had testimonies that showed that when they searched his computer, um, didn't we go through how to get rid of your history um, on your computer? Well, on his computer, he had searches like how to make murder look like a heart attack. Is arsenic detectable in an autopsy? How many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human? Now, when they didn't found that on your computer, my brother, my brother, my brother, it's going to be a hard sell to make them believe that you weren't trying to kill your wife. Man. So they say that he actually purchased this arsenic and cyanide, and he was lacing the wife's protein drink along with the visine chemical. So he was determined to, to, to bump her off. That, that wasn't even a consideration. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's added to the fact that they say that his life insurance policies, the two of them had life insurance policies that were worth $3.4 million dollars. And his dental practice was underwater. Now, of course, the defense is going to come back and they're going to say, no, you know, the finances were not, you know, um, in any danger. And they have video that show that him and the wife were in a loving relationship. Now, I don't know what that means. Because if you're going to show them walking, you know, in and out of Walmart or you know, they're going, you know, she walking up into the dentist's office. That does not constitute a happy and loving relationship. Now, if you got some hidden uh, video of them in a bedroom, now that might be a little different. But I want to know what these videos are that you claim, you know, uh, they said that the, the video surveillance and text messages showed a loving and affectionate couple. Now, how they find him in the hotel with another woman? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And they have other evidence that he's cheated. But they were in a loving relationship. So, you know, I, I would be, I'm really interested. You know, they're still in, uh, in, in court proceedings. And I would love to see the outcome of this. Because I don't know about y'all. But it, you know what? Listen, on this side of the fence, let's be honest. There is a rare occasion that we're going to be able to have $3.4 million in insurance. We just can't afford that. Some of us are walking around right now. We ain't got no life insurance policy at all, and all it would cost is $56 a month. So that ain't up. But I want to say this to you. This is the question that I'm putting out there. 
anytime you hear, and y'all can send me some thumbs up or thumbs down. I'll take it. Anytime you hear people have million-dollar policies and two million, five million, it always seems real suspect to me. Why? Because there's no way we're gonna live paycheck to paycheck <laughs> every month, but we're gonna put away for a million-dollar policy if and when we die. You know, and I say if because we don't know who's gonna go first. So whoever's gonna cash in on this insurance policy, you know, what? Why we? Why we can't live like that now? Why I gotta wait till I'm dead to, to know that you gonna live the life we always talked about? Now y'all give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Y'all let me know if y'all on this track with me, or if not, send me no stuff. That ain't the way I'm thinking. But anytime I look at a thing that says Mary and John or Shaniqua and Ray Ray had a three point four million dollar, <laughs> I got one thumbs up. million life insurance. Something is telling me somebody about to die within a year. Because, yo, you ain't going to be able to keep them payments up. Now, y'all might call me crazy. At least I got one thumbs up. Y'all might call me crazy, but, you know, Pastor Steph, you know, that's the way my brain really thinks. I'm like, anytime I see somebody who says that they got $1 million or more, I'm already suspect. Something ain't sounding right. I believe in that they really in love anymore. Maybe they start that way, but somebody pretty just oh, I got a second thumbs up. Oh my goodness. Most con most content marriages are not sitting sitting there salivating. Wait, 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 I lost my hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a I got a little text here. Okay. Most marriages are not sitting there salivating, waiting for their loved ones to die. Content. I'm sorry. You're right. We're not. If we're married and we're in love, you know, we are going to spend our money. We're going to save for a rainy day. And we're going to save our money and put away so that, you know, when one of us, you know, is not here anymore, you know, the other one can be comfortable. You're absolutely right. When we're content, we're not thinking about somebody dying and hitting them off for a million dollars or more. What you doing with a million dollars after I'm dead? We ain't trying to get this million dollars while I'm alive so we can live. (laughs) Y'all always talk about me laughing, you know, by myself. Because I don't need a party. I don't need an amen corner. I don't need somebody saying, right on. I just don't. It's just my thoughts. But thank you. You know, I always like to engage you in conversation. So that's why I said put, give me thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs to the side, set up, step, something. Because I always like to talk to you and I don't want you to talk to me back. Okay? So that's the way I think. So, you know what? I believe once you had the $3.4 million, that policy, that puts you into question. So anything after that is questionable. So if you're having an affair, whether you're, 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 you're uh, gentle, Practices going belly up. Yeah, something was up with that. Something was up with that. Oh, my, 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 my. What else are we talking about? All right. Well, your favorite fake pastor is in uh, the news again. Now, we've got this Tasha K who does Tasha K Live. 
And we, we've heard about her commenting on Bishop Lamar Whitehead before in his antics and questionable, you know, behavior and all kinds of things. And now he is suing her. See, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He is suing her. Are y'all ready? For $360 million. Now, if your name is Tasha K and you've got a show called Tasha K Live, you are far from $360 million. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have yet to see it happen. We, we just not made like that. So, again, this is another ploy for him to be in the news yet again. They say in a lawsuit filed on June 7th, uh, he alleges that in May of this year, Tasha K and her company, Yellen Entertainment, published a video online about his mansion purpose. In the complaint, he says that Tasha K alleges that he purchased his $2 million mansion with only $10 in the bank. And he said it's false. So if it's false, it's false. If you sue her for $390 million, if you sue her for $1 billion, it's not going to change what people think of you. You have already painted the picture. People have already drawn their conclusions. You are proving with this $360 million Dollar lawsuit that you ain't about nothing. You know, he said that she claimed that rapper Foxy Brown was his connect and has been helping him with his so-called credit card fraud. You know, I, I, I know the thing to, you know, what we do these days is um, we sue for slander. But I have to tell you, it just ain't worth it. Because what you going to go for, people ain't got. Yeah, I'm speaking straight street. People ain't got it. And you know better. Guess what? That's why you after it, because you ain't got it. With your flashy self, you are, again, aiming to be flashy. Because you know she ain't got no $360 million. Well, they also say that Tasha K alleges that Whitehead evicted the owners from the property that he has after the deed was signed over into some house or property that he had, and he claims that was false. And he also alleges that she lied when she claimed that he tried to use her to intimidate a witness in one of his criminal cases. So he's seeking $20 million each in defamation, slander, and right of privacy count. He also seeks $100 million each in punitive or exemplary damages for those same counts. And they say shock, shock, shock on him because she is broke. So I say even at her highest level of income, he would not be getting no $360,000. But I am really interested in finding out how this is all going down. All right? 
Well, I want to talk about this real quick before I bring my due time ladies on with us because the men that have not seemed to join us yet. But I want to know what you think about this. So there were some young ladies, 12 and 13 years old, who went to a school principal. They went to their school principal and asked if they could have tampons in the girls' restroom. Now, I already got a problem with that, but we'll, we'll come back to that. He said, are you ready? He said no. <laughs> he said that, I want to see, I want to get that quote. He said no because it's an abuse of privilege. Now, I have no idea what that means. Well, they didn't take too kindly to his nose. And what they did was they baked cookies that looked like used tampons. And they started to give them out in school. So there was a post that said, my friend's seventh grader goes to a school where the kids organized for free tampons in the bathroom. The male principal said no because they would abuse the privilege. And they decided to stage a cookie protest and they baked cookies. Now I give you the details. They say the cookies appear to be sugar or shortbread. They have strawberry frosting in the center to represent you know what and vanilla frosting on the top to match the color of tampons and uh, behold the tampon cookie now some people have said creative and awesome when I see uh, <laughs> when I see things like this we know that kids are going to be alright uh some said that they were disgusting and uncomfortable by the way they looked and just even to, to think that you would be cookies that look like that. And uh, now some menstruating individuals are made to feel embarrassed and ashamed. And we've talked about this on It's Due Time before. And uh, I would love to know what you think of that. Do you think that baking cookies that look like used tampons was proving a point? Now, they claim that women spend an average of $120 per year on menstrual products, and considering that there are a lot of low-income families that the school providing could assist in, you know, helping families out. And I want to see if the ladies come up with a question that I have that just crossed my mind when I read it. So, I got some other stuff that we're going to talk about, but I want to start there. Let's say good morning to our girl Tamika. Good morning, girl. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? 
I am doing well. Thank you. <laughs> glad to be on, of course. Well, thank you. We're glad to have you on. Well, you have the dentist that took out the three point four him and the wife. They had a three point four million dollar life insurance policy. And uh we have you know, him sitting behind the defendant's desk table being accused of, you know, killing the wife for the money he was having an affair, they say. And, you know, I, I, I say put up the $3.4 million insurance policy. That tells me right there something coming behind it. I don't know. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> I, I think about just just in general, you know, um, couples, you know, that, that are married and, you know, their conversation, I've heard it over and over, you know, a wife or a husband will ask the other, uh, you know, if I, if, if, if I go before you, what you going to do? Let's just be honest, you know, in a real world, <laughs> you know, you know there, right. there's always right. that concern. There's always that concern, you know, what you're going to do when I leave, you know, are you going to get in another relationship, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, and, and just being real, I'm, you know, just looking at relationships, she's not going to leave you that much money. You know, she, they, 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 she okay. her ideal is let's spend the money now, you know, while we're young right. or while we're vibrant, while we're able to, you know, after I leave, <laughs> you know, on average, the person is not concerned about, you know, you want to make sure that you're comfortable. But as for you living a high life after I'm gone and we're not doing it now, no. So right. when you start putting, you know, that insurance money and you keep talking about the insurance money, you know, over and over, you keep adding to it, you know, it starts making me wonder. And then, you know, I'm sitting there and I got a call. <laughs> what's, what's the matter? You don't feel good? You, you, you need you, you need me to take some medicine. Why, why you keep pushing stuff on me? You know, and I'm the type of person you gonna have to work real hard. You gonna have to put it in my drink because I don't take pills. You know, so here, here's an aspirin. Mm-mm, no, I don't want that. Here, here's some Tylenol. Mm-mm, no, I don't want that. So you're gonna have to put it in my drink because as for me handing you, as for you handing me some medication, uh, yeah, that's the only way that you'll be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. But you're right. You know, most people think, you know, if we're talking about, you know, money and saving up for a rainy day, that's the conversation, you know. But if I'm in here, how you going to take this trip around the world after I'm gone? <laughs> I'm going to stop eating around you, period. I ain't drinking none. I ain't exactly. none. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm with you. Nah, nah, nah. It's a little too much talk about, you know, what you going to do afterwards, you know. You know, babe, do you think, you know, what would you like to do? And I know that it's going to take us quite a few years, and we're already, like, 72. <laughs> nah, that's all right. We ain't having that conversation from, from now. We all right. So I, I agree. I agree 100%. Like I said earlier, once you start talking about these high, expensive insurance policies, that puts things into question. All right, we got our flashy bishop in the news one more time. And people have always accused him of being hungry for money. 
Now, you are upset because people are saying things about you. However, you keep showing that you're hungry for money. $360 million. Does this look like he's money hungry? It's a desperate ploy, you know. Once your name came up once, you know, lay low, you know. But it's it's just, it, it almost seems as though as soon as everything calms down, oh, my name is not being, you know, nobody's saying anything. So, you know, it, it almost just seems like every time something dies down, you find a way <laughs> to do something else, you know. And, and that's kind of how I feel. That that definitely, you know, if you wanted to downplay the fact that you're money hungry, my brother, this is not the way to do it, you know, because you keep trying to bring attention to yourself. And, and each time that you go to court and your name is even brought up, you have to know that that brings other people, you know, brings situations, brings people to your church, you know, brings more finances because as people get curiosity, they're coming, they're bringing money, you know. And so as far as I'm concerned, yeah, that, that, just, just lay low. You know, you, you haven't learned yet. You just keep doing this, you know, this is insane, you know, just doing the same thing over and over in different ways. You just put it in a different box with the same gift. Yeah, it, it, it just, you you mad, because, supposedly, because people are talking about you, but you keep giving people stuff to talk about. So you really ain't trying to stay out of the limelight. Don't even play yourself because ain't nobody playing that game with you. So I agree. I agree. Now, we've got this issue with, the 12-year-old, 13-year-old, they go to the principal, and they ask to have tampons in the bathroom. And he says no. So they protest by big cookies that look like used tampons. What's your thought? Now, I want to make sure that I heard you clearly. You said, now, this restroom, what gender are we discussing? Female. Female. This is, this is the right gender. Okay. Okay. All right. I wanted to make sure because we've, we've had instances yeah. where it's something else. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned because we're talking about um, young ladies. There are other avenues why specifically tampons you know because my thing is you also have access to pads you know and as far as i i remembered you know there were always um uh apparatus where you could use pads why specifically tampons you know like so it makes me kind of wonder you know you you don't always have to use tampons you have you have the access for pads and why do it that way you know they're different just you know if, if if that's what you wanted but it makes me kind of wonder why specifically tampons, you know, don't you have access to pads? Um, you know, of course we don't have that information, of course, but it would be interesting to know. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, see if I agree and I'm going to see if Pastor Sharpen brings up the question that I, the first thing that hit my head um, is kind of on the lines of what you're asking but not as direct. So I'm going to see if Pastor Charlotte uh, brings it up. I want to say thank you for joining us today. Uh, men, I, I see you on. Thank you for joining us. And as soon as we finish with Pastor Charlotte, 
I will engage you in our next level of story. So let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlene. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning to you. Good morning, Pastor Steph, to you. No, good morning, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, you seem to be doing fine over there this morning, and I'm glad to get a nice little chuckle out of you. (laughs) Okay. So, Pastor Charlotte, you got this dentist who is on trial for killing his wife as he purchased arsenic, cyanide, and the, the uh, chemical tetrahydrozoline that's found in Visine that he used to kill his wife, they say. He used to have an affair. His dental practice was suffering. And when they did some digging, they saw that he had a $3.4 million, well, the couple had a $3.4 million life insurance. Now, in my opening, I said, Ray Ray and Shaniqua ain't going to have no $3.4 million life insurance. <laughs> right now, we just trying to figure out, can we make this $56 payment on this $50,000 life insurance. So anytime I hear $3.4 million life insurance, a million dollar life insurance, I always become suspect. And I'm like, well, who's trying to kill me? Because why are you taking on a million dollar life insurance on me? So do you get suspicious when you hear this exorbitant amount of life insurance? Or, you know, could Elder have? you know, $2.3 million on your life, and you'd be like, you know what? He'll probably need that much after I'm gone. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know you're trying to bump me off. <laughs> with $3.4 million. <laughs> and then my oh, thing my is, the, the spouse is always the first um, suspect. So he didn't yeah. even do his uh, homework on um, not getting caught. But nowadays for insurance, anybody could take insurance out on anybody, and you don't even know. Mm. You know, and that's one Mm. of the bad parts about that. Um, But if I found out that you said as a couple, 3.4, I'm going to get you before you get me. (laughs) 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 And see, we ain't Shaniqua, but it's Charlene and Lee. If you had that much money, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to get you. I remember back in the day when um, when I was working and my kids was little. And you know when they send, um, I forgot what you call it, when they send the stuff home to you from the job and they tell you how much okay. you were from your insurance. And right. I remember one of my, my oldest daughter. Um, she found it, and all she saw was the numbers. And they was in the room trying to figure out how they was going to get a bike, how they was going to get clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Y'all trying to bump me off. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah. I'll never forget oh, that. Oh, my goodness. goodness. I had to start making that sure that I moved my mail. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was like, Mom, we could get, uh-uh. I was like, y'all in here trying to scare me. Get, and they trying to bump me off. And y'all ain't getting much because everybody got to split it. Wow. So. That is funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I got adult kids now. I think I better bury the policy that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And now I'll be like, listen, oh just goodness. get enough to bury me. And we yeah. get <laughs> Yeah, put me in a shoe. Right. I used to tell my mom all the time, I'm going to put you in a shoe box and put you out the window by me. And while I'm in by the kitchen window, and while I'm cooking and frying some chicken, I'll just throw a piece out out there on you. We good. <laughs> oh, my goodness, please. Shanti tells me she better be the beneficiary. I think I need to move in with you and Elder. Um, <laughs> For you and Al, Tamika, I'm relocating. <laughs> are, you, are we going to be the beneficiary? Because if not, um, you got to turn it I can stay over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling so unloved now. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well. You got your Bishop Whitehead in the news one more time. And, uh, you know, he's suing for $360 million. And is this greed or need? He's greedy, and plus he just wants to give everybody something to talk about. He loves everybody talking his name in their household, and we've given him too yeah. much attention. And um, he's always wanted attention. You know, I think a lot of times he just, um, he, as you said, love. He needs love. He needs to know Jesus. He He just needs to go sit down somewhere. Because he needs some love for real Pastor Charlotte. All right, Pastor Charlotte. I want to know what your thought is on this. You know, the the girls went to the principal, who was a male, and asked, "Can we have some tampons in the in the bathroom?" He said, "No, because it would be an abuse of privilege." Excuse me, which I don't understand at all. But they decided to strike back by baking some cookies that looked like used tampons, and. Some people, you know, it just went viral, and some people said, uh, that's disgusting, and some people said, right on. What do you say? Nasty. That is just straight up nasty. And my thought was, uh, don't you have um, some uh, a mom to buy these things, your personal? Remember back in the day, I don't know, they, they just so openly with it. We always were... You wasn't supposed to let the boys know that you had that, you know. And and what we had to use back then, from the back of your neck to the front of your chin. <laughs> I, remember, I know what I'm talking about. 
you know, and then they taught you if you didn't have it and you were somewhere else, how to, you know, take that cloth and take those tissue, paper towels, you know what I mean? So nowadays, right. it's like a free, free fall, like everybody's supposed to know that you have this and everybody, I, that's the part that I'm not really understanding. You know, um, and I thought that that was very nasty. And how did you get a chance to sell these cakes and it was okay? That was my thought as well. How did you get to, how did it get to, it's okay for you to sell these cakes looking like that? Well, they were giveaways. They were giveaways. They, they baked them. They brought them to school. And they gave them away as a like a show of, you know, activism against treatment. So that's how they were able to distribute them because they were free. I don't know if that would be something I want to be eating. That that's just not something that, that I would I would be looking for just to taste that. Um, well, that looks good. I, I that that just ain't hitting my head either. But you're right. You know, years ago, it, it there was a discretion. You know what I'm saying? You did not let mm-hmm. everybody know. Um, like you said, mm-hmm. your parents took care of the issue. Like Tamika said, you know, there are other options. This is not the only option. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that came to mind was you're 12. Why would I even want you to even be inserting that? You know, it, it's just, you know, there's just, it, 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 we, we got time for that. We have time for that. Go to old-fashioned roots for now and later on as you get to be older, you know, then you make the decision as to if that's what we're going to use or that's what you should use so forth and so on Um, and go about your business you know, first of all did you even ask could you go to the principal? If you did ask and and mom or dad said yeah go ahead, you could try it and if he said no, you go to your parents, like you said, you know, like the both of you said, take care mm-hmm. of your own needs. Why do you have to now make a statement? Everything does not need to have a statement behind it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, That's, I gotta, um, I'm sorry. I just, I thought of two other things, too. Why did you go to the principal? What happened to the nurse? That was one. Second, um, the I, because you know nowadays these young girls is a little faster, you know, of having sex, and with that it didn't make me think of a child that did was not having sex. It made me think of a child of having sex to be able to do this tampon. Because if you have it, Lord. you're not going to do that. No Lord, I'm just saying. I'm- I'm just hoping that it, it's just it's trying to prove a point. Because that, that thought just, just killed me. Oh, my goodness gracious. Point well taken, Pastor Charlotte. It is true. It, but, oh, okay, I got a headache. Uh, all right, Tamika, did you want to say something? Thank you, Pastor Charlotte. I, I did. Because he, here's the thing that I'm thinking of. You're talking about 12 and 13-year-olds. Whose mama is buying the, the, the cake mix? Right. Whose mama is right. making the mold? You know, so here's my thing. Right. You're not that wise. At 12 and 13, you're not thinking about how to do this. Obviously, you know, it's, you know, you had to ask mom, and it wasn't just one mom. You know, it had to be a couple of moms. Like, really? Yeah, you, 
you are way too young to be doing all of this. You you had lots of help. Yeah, yeah. This this like you said, this does not smell of aloneness. This smells of some assistance um, with this whole project. I, I agree. I agree. You're using the kids to push, you know, your agenda, and it looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies, for opening up our dialogue about our news today. You know, today is our relationship day. And um, I got I found four scenarios, maybe more, four scenarios that where, you know, couples experience something, and I'd really like to know, you know, what you all, how you would handle it, how you would move forward. We have our men on, so we're going to get a nice balance here today. We'll hear from the men and the women. But before we even start that, I do want to ask the men one thing. Let's start with our brother Al. Good morning, brother Al. Chopper of the morning. Chopper of the morning. How are you today? Oh man, I'm I'm blessed. Woke up this morning, good Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, Get out. I got up and went on my way, so I'm doing great. Oh yeah. Amen, brother Al. Brother Al, we had the story of the dentist and uh how he and the wife took out a $3.4 million life insurance. Now, my theory is once I see a million-dollar life insurance or more, I'm already questionable as to there's, whether there's an agenda or not. Because we, on this side of the fence, if you even got life insurance, you know, it show ain't for that much, and you struggling to pay the fifty, sixty, seventy dollars it costs to even keep that life insurance going. If when you see someone have a, a million dollar or more life insurance, what comes to your head? Is that normal? Does that raise a flag? What happens? Well, with this insurance uh, topic, y'all messing me up. I didn't put like four million dollars out on Tamika, man. Come on, let's talk about something different. You know. <laughs> Let's talk about something different. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no, but um, on, on a serious note, yeah, because I'm, I'm like, okay, what you going to do with a million dollars? You know, you can cremate this for about five, six thousand. <laughs> so what you going to do with, with that other 995,000? <laughs> 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 so, oh, so, yeah, you know, definitely a red flag going to go up like, okay, what are you, you know, like, why you got a million-dollar policy? It don't cost that much to bury me. What you got? Because now I'm going to be watching what I eat. You might try to poison me. You know, I'm going to be walking on eggshells because I don't know what you're trying to do. All righty now. All righty. Oh, let's see what Pastor K.L. got to say about this million-dollar life insurance. Good morning, Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? How are you doing over there? Oh man, I'm I'm just peachy. I'm well, thank you. <laughs> All righty, one million dollar life insurance and more. Does it raise a flag or not? Well, for for, for me, once I see that, 
Um, every time my wife is not in the house, I'd be in the bathroom practicing. Uh, tell your neighbor, she's gone too soon. She's gone too soon, Lord Jesus. Tell your neighbor. Because I'm going to kill her. Because I'm going to get that money. But I'm, 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 I'm going to work on a good eulogy. You know, she was born in the country. She left and died in the country. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem. But I'm going to get you before you get me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Going too soon is going to be my message. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I know y'all on this side. Because I'm glad I don't see y'all on the other side. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh it's an easy, it's an easy fix. All we gotta do is let them go hunting with us. Come on, baby, let's go hunting. <laughs> hunting accident, very simple. Oh my goodness, I don't know, brother Al. I don't know. Every all these things seem a little suspect to Stephanie. I don't know. Well, I have some scenarios, you know, regarding some relationship dilemmas, and I would love to know how you all would handle this. So. I'm going to give you real life stuff. This is real life stuff that people have written in about that they have um, experienced. So hold on. Let me, I don't want to do that one first. I don't want to do that one first. Okay. All right. So you have this woman who she's married. She's had a baby. She, her earning potential is much more than the husband's. So she decided to ask him to stay home instead of going to work, and she would go and she would make the money. So they, this is how the story goes. She says that he has been unemployed since 2021, and he hadn't been doing much um, that was productive. They ended up with the baby, and she asked him, hey, you know what? You keep the baby, I'll stay home. So here's the thing. She says he's extremely lazy. He doesn't cook, clean, or help out in any way. And she said that she was nervous about leaving the baby with him, but pretty much had no choice because, like, what was going to happen to our income um, that was coming in the house. And she figured, you know what, this is the baby. She said when she arrived home on the first day of leaving the baby with the husband, she said she noticed that the baby had been bathed, she was put to sleep, and this went on for the next few days. When she came home, this is what she was finding, or either he would be playing with the baby, feeding her, or taking her out for a little stroll. She said, however, after a while, um, she was coming home one day from work, and her neighbor told her that when she leaves in the morning, the baby is always crying for hours. And the neighbor said she knocked on the door one day, and when he answered it, he had been asleep. So she said, I think he sleeps all day. So the wife decided that she would find out. So she left the house. She waited for about 30 minutes. She went back home. Sure enough, he was knocked out, and he had on 
some noise canceling headphones. She said, so she went to the, to the baby's room. Yes, this is real stuff. She, she said she took the baby and she left the house with the baby. So she said she called back to the house and told him she was coming home early. So he called her back a little while later and told her he couldn't find the baby and he was going to call the police. But before she, he could call the police, she told him what she had done. So some people are saying that um, she was wrong. His response to what she did was she he left the house. He was angry. He left the house and decided to sleep at his mother's house because he was too distraught to stay with her. And family on both sides are saying that she was a terrible person, that it was a bit extreme, and she should not have done it. And uh, I want to know what you think. We're going to start with you, Tamika. Wow. <laughs> These stories just get better and better. And just, uh, uh, I guess, you know, he just decided, okay, I know this baby's going to cry. I'm not even going to uh, participate. I'm just going to shove my ears and go to sleep, you know. But as a parent, you have a vital role. You just decide, oh, well, I'm just going to go to sleep and just ignore, you know. And I think that's a a very difficult place to be in. You know, we often talk about red flags, and I'm sure there are some other things that she had to have seen. It, it didn't just occur today, you know. And what happens to talking to one another? I mean, from what I'm seeing, this was her response based on what she found out, you know. And so how do you just, you know, I, I think in, in, in a part, she plays a role in that. I mean, if, if, if you have spoken and there's nothing going on, you know, there's, there's nothing changing, then I'm, I think maybe you might need to do a drastic movement like that. But from what I can see, based on what we're, what we're being told, there was no conversation. You just decided, okay, after this, I'm just going to take the baby. And then, so now, yeah, you, you kind of opened up the door to other situations when you could have verbalized first. All righty, all righty. Pastor Charlene, what say you? I say yes. That baby <laughs> and letting him sweat for a little while. Um, what she messed up at was to see. She, we already said that he was lazy and he didn't want to do nothing. Anyway, so either he needed to get a job or he had to take care of the baby. So now, once he went to his mama house, stay at your mama house, and we'll be okay because the baby, not only if the baby is crying for an hour, that means you ain't changed that baby pamper. You ain't get that baby no milk. So she, I'm on her side. Yes, because that was my thought before you even said it. Go in the house and take the baby, and let's see, when you said he was asleep, that's what I would have did. You take my baby and let you sweat for a while. And when you go to your mom's house, stay there. It's okay. All righty, all righty. Oh, Brother Al. Oh, yeah. Well, man, you know, it's like 
he saw the size. No, like like Pastor Charlotte said, you already said he's lazy. And then when you you had you had doubts when you said you were gonna lead a baby with him. You always gotta follow that follow that 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 hint. That's that that's that's God's angel telling you don't leave him with him. Don't you do it. But you know, she figured, well, I I'll, I'll let him stay home. He's lazy, so I'll let him stay home and watch the baby. You know, I I'll put the baby too. I might have called and put him in prison. You know what I'm saying? This is a baby life we're talking about here. This little innocent baby being hurt and neglected because of your nonsense. So she did the right thing. Let me go get my baby. And you know what, again, go on home to your mama. Or your mama can take care of you. <laughs> all right, all right. Pass the KL. What we talking about here? Well, I, I think he got off too easy. I mean, personally, I got my baby. And, but I wouldn't have called and said, I'm coming home early. I'd have let him wake up from his drunken stupor and look for this non-screaming child and lose his mind. You know, that, that's what I, I, I think, you know, just like Brother Al said, there should be some jail time because that's totally neglect. What you going to tell the police? I was sleeping so hard that someone came in and took my baby. Really? You know, I mean, there's, 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 there's no excuse for it. There's no answer for it. I, I think he should face some jail time, personally. Wow. Wow. You know, well, I'll give my little feedback later. All right. I'm, the gentlemen are talking it up today. All righty. What else are we talking about? Okay, what's the next scenario? Mm-mm-mm. So, there's this woman who, I think she said she went to a bar, and she said, you know, she was a little bit on the drunk side, and she met that met a guy, and she said they had a strong connection, and they've been staying in touch ever since they met at the bar. And she said her girlfriend ended up Googling him, and found out that there was an eight-year gap between their ages. She's 47, he's 39. And they both have children, so they didn't, she didn't care anything about the fact that, you know, you know uh, like having children or whatever, if they were to get together, because that's not an issue. And she said that just the conversation of age has never come up. So... She, they haven't actually been out on the next date yet, but they're planning to go out again together. So she's wondering if she should tell him how much older she is than he is. And some people are saying, yes, you need to tell him. And others are saying, well, if he hasn't asked, don't open up your mouth and say anything. Just see where it goes. And if it doesn't work, no big deal. If it works, then, you know, you tell them and then see what happens. Pastor Charlotte, what do you say? No big deal. Um, if she's not looking for, depending on what she's looking for, um, you know, um, she likes younger men and he might like older women, but I wouldn't bring it up unless you, you asked him. Depending on what you're looking for, you know, because she might just be looking for somebody just to hang out with. She might be just looking for, you know what I mean? She might not be trying to do a love connection. 
She might not be trying to do a marriage. So it's depending on what she's looking for. Now we talk about church people. That's different. And, you know. But as a general, I wouldn't tell them not. All right. We'll talk about church people. Well, then y'all should be trying to, you know, are we getting married? Is that That's what you should be looking for and not trying to, you know, unless you're just looking for a friend. But if you're trying to get involved with somebody as a, as a woman of God, you should be able to uh, have that conversation. Normally that comes up in the first conversation anyway when you meet somebody, if you're going to the next date. All right. All right. Brother Al, what's your thoughts? Oh, yeah. First of all, like I said, Pastor Sean is crazy. I want to know, how old are you? <laughs> Okay, that causes <laughs> issues, you know, because sometimes, you know, and, 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 you know, when I was out there dating, that was one of a problem because when I would ask a woman, how old y'all? Oh, you're not supposed to ask a woman her age. No, I need to know. I'm not 50 oh, years please. old and you're 22. I can't want to date you. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I need to know. If I, can show you, I can show you this lady on my job right now. You would swear that she's about 16 years old. She's 37 years old. She looks really young. So I think that should come up because then people say, oh, no, you shouldn't tell. Just go with the flow. Okay, what happened if this person fall in love with you, this and that, and now you want to come, he's 25, you want to come and say, well, you know, I'm not going to tell you, I'm 42. He want kids, you don't. So I think all that should be out in the opening. You know, I, I always feel that way. It should be out in the open before things go further than what it needs to go. Sometimes things go further, we don't mean it to go that far, but it has. So all that stuff should be discussed in the beginning. I don't want no kids, this and that, to pre- prevent headaches. People don't prevent the headaches, then the headaches come later, then everybody want to cry, and everybody want to be mad. Get all that stuff out of How old are you? Okay, I can deal with that age, cool. So I think, right. yeah, that should be a conversation. Okay, for the L, okay. Uh, Pastor KL. Yeah, I, I think we definitely need to talk about that. I mean, we go to a restaurant. And you order from the children's side of the menu, and I'm ordering steaks and stuff like that. We don't have problems. <laughs> but I'm trying to understand, you know, what's going on. You eating with a spoon, I'm eating with a knife and a fork. I mean, we, how old are you? You know, let, let, let's let's talk about this. What what are we doing here? You know, it, it, it it's so many variables. You know, when when you have an age gap, you know, it's 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 very very important. You know, you you young and you want a child, and I, I'm already, you know, Moses' age. What I'm going to do with a child and my age? No, I need to know, you know, I'm not running around behind no ball. I'm going to sit in one spot, throw the ball, you go find it. You know what I mean? That, that's going to be it. We're we not running around together. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Tamika. Yeah, um, no, I, I think it, <laughs> I think it is important to to discuss that thing. We are we are often talking about the representative, and I feel like when you don't give that information, um, you're basically you know being the representative. You're showing them what they may want to view. You know, here's here's the thing. We're talking about something you know current. We're talking about let's just say you know the upcoming music, and you start talking about Diana Ross and Gladys. So wait, wait. What, 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 who, 
you know, Minnie Ripperson, you know, <laughs> the, the the youth nowadays, they don't even know who Minnie Ripperson is. So nine times out of ten, okay. you're going to slip, you're going to do something, you're going to say something, you know, or or, or something, oh, ow, my back hurt. The doctor said it's arthritis. Wait a minute, how old are you? How do you have arthritis now? <laughs> you know, the, the benefit in this day and age is that you do have youth that have arthritis, but something's going to start making you wonder, like, wait a minute, some things that she does, some things that she says, something is off. Can we talk a little bit more? Because there's something that you're not telling. And, of course, when you start thinking that, then it's like, okay, if you if you missed this and you didn't tell me that, what else are you not telling? All right, all right, all right. Woo, baby. Okay. Let's look at this particular scenario. We have a woman who gets revenge on her ex at his wedding. So you have this woman who was dating a guy. They broke up, and he ends up marrying the girl he cheated on her with. And he invites the ex-girlfriend to the wedding. So you're inviting me to a wedding between you and the girl you cheated on me with. So she decides she's going to get revenge. So she invites two dates to go on this uh, to this wedding with her. And one of the dates, I don't know how she managed to get this, but one of the dates was the girl's, the bride's ex. And the other date was her ex. So she got her ex-boyfriend to go with her to this wedding, who the groom was always jealous of. And she was getting back at the girl who was the cheap partner by inviting her ex. So she knew the two of them would be turned up when they watched her walk through the door. And, uh, (laughs) boy, you can hear the chiming going off. What do you think about that level of revenge, Brother Al? Wow. I thought I was revengeful. <laughs> I thought I was revengeful at a point, boy. She took it to another level, boy. Lord have mercy. You know that, that you know, he was you know, he he deserved everything he get. I hate to say it, but he do because now you didn't cheated on this woman and you got somebody else. And then you're gonna marry this woman, then you got the goal, the goal to say, you know what, I'm gonna throw it, I'm gonna rub it in her face even more. I'm gonna invite her to the wedding and let her watch me get married to the girl I was cheating on. So now the other girl said, oh, you want to play rough? Okay, I'll play with you. And then she going all out. So that, that's just a, oh, boy, I would love to be at that wedding. I'd give me some popcorn, sit in the back, and just watch. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch. And I, I don't understand people. Like, you you know, see, and people don't understand, you know, on a serious note, people don't understand that you don't mess with people's feelings. You don't get a woman scorn. Like, I, I, I be telling you guys, man, y'all don't understand a woman's score, you're going to go down. And he get ready to go down at his wedding. He get ready to go right. down. Boy, I, I would love to be there. I would pay anything to be there. 
What y'all want me to do? I'll clean up, whatever. I just need to be there. <laughs> I, just, I just need to be there. Whatever you want me to do, clean up, I don't care. I just want to be there. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to skip the line because I know uh, we always have limited time at this hour with Tamika. Tamika, what say you? Sweet revenge? Oof, that is, ooh, a mess. You know, and, 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 and in actuality, when I'm thinking about it, it's a good thing that those two um, didn't marry each other because you talking about Petty City, um, <laughs> just really, really, like, <laughs> my, head, my head goes into what in the world would your relationship be like, you know. And I have been a friend to a couple that was kind of like that. And, you know, she would tell me stuff, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Then he would tell me stuff, and then I'm like, oh, gosh. And, of course, you can't tell the other person what they, you know, what, what their, their relationship, what the person said. So I'm in between. Literally, and it was just, it, my ear was full of stuff. Like, he would tell me something about her. She would tell me something about him. And I'm trying my best to legitimately speak to each one without telling them what the other said and trying to fix things. But it seemed like the more I spoke, the worse it got. And and I, I'm like, brother, I, I want to sit in the court. I want to be a fly on the wall. I want to, I, I just want to get some popcorn. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a, a Mike Tyson fight, you know, <laughs> But you, you, you know, you better sit here, you know, and see what's going on because it'll get worse and worse and worse. And then my thing is, if you're doing this and you realize that the relationship is over, then what more is going to come about? You know, I, 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 I see that this new relationship that he's in, that he's marrying, it's going to still be more chaos because if you're doing this afterwards, then it's, it's, it's not over. It's not over for her. It's not over for him. It's just going to keep going over and over. And I feel sorry for the person that he married because she's going to have some issues as well. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Charlotte. Nope. Yeah, Pastor Charlotte. Pastor Charlotte. I want to apologize because I didn't hear it. I had to step away for a second. But the part that I did hear, so... He cheated on me and got mm-hmm. married to the girl that he was cheating with. And mm-hmm. I brought who? I brought one of his friends. Okay, so he invited, they invited her to the wedding. So to get revenge, uh-huh. what she did was she brought two dates to the wedding. One date on, on the left arm, she had the bride's ex. On the right arm, or the left opposite arm, can't remember which arm I started with, the opposite arm, she brought the her ex, the ex that that groom had always been jealous of, so she hit them with a double whammy. So both the bride and the groom would be unhappy on their wedding day. Sweet revenge? Why? Why, why, why y'all unhappy? You cheated on me. You with her. You married what you wanted. So you ain't got to worry about who I'm with. So, yeah, girl, do you. Y'all said, "Mm, hey, listen, you you did it to me. We should, you should be over me. You cheated on me. You over me. Let me do what I'm going to do. You shouldn't have invited me to your wedding. 
Get the popcorn and the soda. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Somebody just wrote in. Somebody just wrote in. You should be lucky I didn't walk in with your father. Wow. Okie dokie now. Pastor KL, what say you? Well, first of all, I think the whole thing, it's like a reality TV show, but it's suicide. You know, I hear, I hear the Bynums over there talk about, I want to be it. I want to be there. There's going to be shots falling off. Somebody getting shot. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be no place around there. Because my, my crazy nosy self will, will be the one that got shot. You know, for, first of all, you know, the woman that, that he cheated with and that he getting married, she needs to be careful. Because things that, that you go through would happen to you, you know, and then how are you so comfortable that he's inviting his ex that you cheated on, that you took her from? How do you think that's going to turn out good? You know, and then how much balls do you have that, that you think you're so great and Superman that you can just invite her and you don't think nothing is going to happen? There is lines and lines and plethora of stupidity going on here. I feel sorry for the people who are involved in the wedding, for the innocent attendees, because this is going to go down like one of them ghetto funerals. That's what's going to happen. Oh, my, 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 All right, now. Okay, this one is pretty gross, but there's a dynamic that's added to the end. So let me just say, close your ears if you can't handle it. Now, don't say I didn't warn you, all right? So there's a, a, a couple who's living together. They, they, are, they are boyfriend and girlfriend. They are not married, okay? So they're living together, and he said that, they, you know, they would argue and make up, no problem. So he said that there was one particular time when they did get into an argument, and he said she, you know, she went to bed peacefully, he went to bed peacefully. He said he woke up in the middle of the night, and he he noticed that she, <laughs> she went to the bathroom and came out, but she didn't flush. So she, he laid there for a little while. And something told him to get up. And sure enough, he went into the living room. He saw one of the food containers, and beside it was a glass. And he said, I don't know what what kind of body she had. He said he smelled what was in the glass. And, you know, after he, you know, let her know he was there, he had seen what she was either doing, going to do, or had done. He, you know, she, or she's crying. She's asking for forgiveness. And he was like, nah, no, 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 no. So he kicked her out, and he told her he never wanted to see her again. So that's pretty much what anybody would do. However, when he wrote um, and posted, some people said that, you know, fine, you kicked her out or whatever. But they took it as 
breaking the law. And some people said it was a level of assault. So he should now file legal. He should go after her legally and try to get her put in jail. What what do you feel, Brother Al? Wait, no, let's start with Tamika. Tamika, what, what's your thoughts? I, I wanted to make sure that I heard. Um, so when she, she, I'm sorry, I, I, I couldn't quite hear. Uh, was it fecal yeah, matter that she put? Was it fecal okay, matter so that she me... put in his food? Or no, no, no. Okay, sure. Just, thank you. No, no. In the no, just in the glass. It was in the glass. It was it was oh, urine in yeah, the glass, that... and you know, like I said, he didn't. He wasn't sure whether she had done it already. She was doing it, or she was going to do it. So he just, you know, told her, I see you. He put her out instantaneously. Well, I mean, that's disgusting, for one. And then it makes me wonder, you know, what other disgusting habits you might have had that I got exposed to. You know, um, I I guess at this instance, because he's not um, in jeopardy, his health is not in jeopardy, I would just, you know... In that relationship, you know, you got to get out, and and that would be the end of what I would do. Okay, okay. Brother Al, some people say putting her out is good enough. Other people say, listen, that's assault. It's got to be against the law. I'm going all the way with this one. What say you? Okay, maybe we'll come back to He's that. He's right Oh my. Hey, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, 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 um, whoever asked me talk to him, I, I missed the story because I was talking with a parent, and he just was telling me about. He just left, but <laughs> I need to hear what it, what the thing was again. So go to Pastor Kale, I guess. Then come back. Okay. Oh, if that's okay. All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Pastor Charlotte. Okay, so Pastor Charlene, you understand that they had an argument. They went to bed. He thought everything was fine like it normally is. She looked like she was resting peacefully. He was resting peacefully. He he woke up to um, her going to the bathroom. He said he never heard the toilet flush. He waited a little while. He said he got up to see what she was doing. And when he went into the living room, he saw a food container that had been in the refrigerator, and next to it was a glass of urine. So either she had already contaminated the food, she was going to contaminate the food, or she was in the process of contaminating the food. So he decided to put her out and end the relationship right then and there. When he wrote in and posted on social media, the other people said, fine, you know what, you did the right thing. Other people said, uh-uh, that's assault. It's got to be against the law, and I would pursue this thing and take her to court over what she did. What would you do, Pastor Charlotte? Well, one, he did absolutely right of putting her out. Um, first of all, for you to have a case, you got to be able to prove it. Now, I do feel that that was not the first time that she did something uh, that's like a slow death, but I would go to the doctor and I would let my doctor know 
what uh, has happened and see where do they guide me with it at because it could be something in his system that he might not know about. So my thing is, and then from there to see, do I have enough evidence for me to make it a case? But if he could make it a case, absolutely. But definitely, is she out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what he also needs to do, because there's other things that you can do. So it sounds like to me, maybe she took out some insurance, $3.4 because you ain't got to be married to get insurance on nobody. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, Brother Al. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I heard I heard the story. Heard the story. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, he did he did the right thing about getting rid of her. Like, wow. Like, you know, I'm coming there, you got some stuff sitting on the counter. You know, my question is here what what you gonna do with that? <laughs> While that's sitting there. But I would go to the doctor and get checked, you know, for poison or anything that's not supposed to be in my system. Because, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you can take it to court. It all comes about what you can prove. So I'm going to the doctor, let them do a blood work, and see if anything in there they're not supposed to be. And if it come back that way, then yes, I'm taking out of court everything. And I normally don't do social media like that, but in this case, yes, I want to spread the word so you won't do it to nobody else. You know, like Pastor Charles said, I, what policy you didn't put out on me where you trying to get rid of me? You know, so <laughs> that's how I would have Yeah, that's how I would have Latin there. Yeah, you know, like I don't normally do social media, but you know what? So you won't go out there and try to get nobody else. I'm put your picture up, a big, a big sixteen by eighteen picture. See this woman here. Stay clear of her. This is what you try to do to me. Spread the word. I don't want nobody to get hurt. Men beware. I promise you, stay away from her. <laughs> all righty, Pastor Kale. We all know that we would ask you to exit stage left. Um, they did advise him. You know, if he had not thrown it out to keep it, um, the 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 full container, what would your what would your recourse be? Just throw her out, or go to the fullest extent of the law? Well, I I think I'd be a little different. You know, my my, my mind goes a little different. You know, I heard you say they were sleeping peacefully, but once I found that out, she'd be sleeping in peace. In peace. You know what? May not be peacefully, um, but she be sleeping <laughs> in peace. There, there is no way. I mean, just just as Brother Al says, you know, it's all what you got to prove. So I'm going through all this stuff and still not prove that she was trying to kill me. No, that 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 right there would be such a disappointment. It'd be such a disappointment that that that, that she got over, you know. But she's going to tell her story on how she got over. You know, because she's gonna be on the other side. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Well, you do, Tom Crew. You never fail an individual. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you all have a blessed day. You as well. Have a all do the same. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's the top of the hour, and you know what we always do on Monday morning. Uh, let's say good morning to Shanti's. Good morning, Shanti's. Good morning, Pastor Seth. 
How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. What you got for us today? Okay, today I have the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 157 is don't get uncovered. Our covering is a thing used to cover something typically to protect or conceal it. So we do understand that Jesus is our covering and God's covering is for our protection. If we do not have his covering, we are really subject to everything that is going on out here. And the deeper I'm getting into my own relationship with God, the more I understand when his word says that we will all, whether we're of him or not, we will all face trials and tribulations. However, if we choose him to live his way for our lives, there is a special covering that we have. And the best covering that we have is when we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, so it's not like something literally pulled over your head, but that's a special type of protection that we have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Psalm 91, 10 through 12, message version reads, evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. And with everything that is going on out here, who would not want that? Who would not want that when evil gets close to you, it can't even get past the door? So there is a limit as to where harm can try to harm you. There's boundaries as to where someone's words or someone's actions, you know, where I'm in the book of Psalms right now. We're doing this whole reading the Bible from cover to cover. And one of the things that keeps popping up, in Psalms is, you know, my enemies try to conspire against me, but their plans go nowhere. You know, they try to do this, but not only do their plans not harm me, but it kind of backfires and, well, not kind of, it backfires and it harms them. That's because you have the special covering. You have God's protection. Psalm 91, verse 14, message version reads, If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me. Call me and I'll answer. Be at your side at bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. Now, whether you're in God or not, you will always be faced with challenges. You may slip and fall, but when you have God, you learn the ability to really, and the importance of really jumping back up and letting him pick you up. And I am watching how people are going doing everything they can to go over God, under God, through God, past God, on the left, on the right. And it's like you are running away from your covering. Why would you want to be uncovered? You know, God has already covered you when he calls your name. So before you even say yes, when he looks down and says, I want him, I want her, he is already sending his son, Jesus, to be that special covering for you. And all you have to do before you even learn, how to trust him before you even get to know him. He is already saving your life. Revelation 3, verse 10, New Living Translation reads, Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. And this word persevere is like <laughs> really standing out to me because that is something that God has been drilling me about a lot 
my perseverance, and my endurance in him. And these are words that came out of Jesus' mouth in Revelation. Okay, so if we just make sure that when he teaches us perseverance, we now make it our business to go through the trenches with him, when he sends this plague onto the world to now test those who say, I, I'm good off of you, God, I'd rather be in the world, there's that special covering that is over you, that special protection. Why would you want to risk losing that? Proverbs 10:12 in the Amplified Classic Version reads, Hatred stirs up contentions, which means disputes, but love covers all transgressions. We know that hatred stems from the enemy, love stems from God. So, of course, we know how God is love, and that is what covers all sins. So we have to make sure we are making the conscious decision of making the switch from not being uncovered to making sure that we are staying obedient, disciplined, committed, faithful, intentional in God so that we can keep that special covering over our lives. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shanti. Your switch tip again? Don't get uncovered. All right. Thank you so much. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you. Uh, Let's get that benediction. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 38, and 39. And in, you know, in reference to our switch tip, you know, (laughs) you have to separate yourself from God. God does not separate himself from you. So stay in the right path. You don't have to worry about being uncovered. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We had some dilemmas here in this, you know, this, uh, this relationship world. You know, the woman who you know, uh, decided to go in the house and snatch up her baby while the husband slept. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said for these innocent children. We we are just, <laughs> again, I, I say this to you all the time. We can't, these babies can't even make it out their homes before they are already put at risk. And for a father to be so, so, um, what do you call it, so lazy and uncaring and unloving, you know, to his daughter is just unimaginable. You know, I agree with the due time members that said, she she said it. She said it. That's why I was making sure to read it to you. You already said that he was lazy. You couldn't rely on him. Why do you think that leaving a baby with him would have been the best decision? No. Take your baby to a doctor's office. Oh, you mean doctor's office? To a daycare center. I was thinking about the dentist's office. To the daycare center and call it a day. And that way you deal with a whole different problem with him being lazy. But you don't definitely don't leave the baby in his care, you know, to experience something like that. Um, would I have snatched the baby up out the house? Um, maybe not. Um, I don't I don't know what I would have done, but it wouldn't have been the same, I'll tell you that much. Life would not have been the same, you know, for him. And I don't mean revenge. I mean just the way things were were uh 
we go forward. No, we, we can't live like that. We can't do the baby like that. You're just out of control. You are straight out of control. Um, you talk about the woman who, you know, decided that, you know, she didn't want to tell the age. And, you know, my, my thing is, I have not seen, I, in all my 56 years, whenever you're talking to somebody, regardless of your goal, I have never seen that question not come up by male or female. And somebody's going to broach the subject. And if y'all met in person and then y'all been on the phone conversing all this time and that question still has not come up, it, it's time to bring it up. And I agree with the crew that says, listen, you don't want to go nine feet deep and then, you know, realize that, hey, you know, we we, we waste some time because there's just certain things we can't do now that there is an age difference. So just get it out the way because it does matter. Get it out the way and call it a day. What, what else are you going to do? Um, I can't imagine just not saying anything. The woman who took the two exes <laughs> to the wedding, I don't have that mind. And I say that to you all the time. Shanti says, I don't know where she comes from. She's got this revengeful spirit. Um, and God has done a lot with her, I'll tell you. But I've, that's never been me. And I think this was quite crafty, to be honest with you. Oh, you really think we're going to rock like this? You and her, you know, going to invite me and watch this in my face? I just think that was quite crafty. You invited me, I can bring a guest. Well, a guest of my choice. So I, I, I actually like it. I, I thought it was smart. And uh, I agree with Pastor KL. It made for a very volatile environment, but... You know, listen, you asked for it. You invited her. What did you think? The house selfish for you. So you have this other scenario with the woman who, you know, urinates in her or was going to in her, uh, in the food. I need you as far away from me as possible. Anybody who could stoop that low to intoxicate my body with anything, and I use that word, deliberately, you know, and contaminate. You don't know what's going on in your body, and yet you would do something like that to me. I need you far away from me. Would I pursue legal action? I'll see. But that, that, it wouldn't be contingent on whether I was sick or not. That's for sure. I, I would have to make a decision on that as to how, and you know, I would honestly pray and see God over that one, because ain't nobody expecting that one. So, you know what? Just be careful, and, and that's the only thing I can say. Just be careful and do things the right way, the way God was pleased with you doing things, and, you know, you, you should find better results. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph starting off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to increase that relationship, improve that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where it's, let's talk about it Tuesday, Church Folk Day, and we will be reviewing 
my two, the my two cents review of Love and Death, the HBO Max miniseries. Until then, God spares our life. I love you.